0: Hello, and welcome to Order Up, the podcast from the National Restaurant Association. I'm Carly McBride, Marketing Program Manager. This week's episode of Order Up is a special interview with our longtime partners, Heartland Payment Systems. Joining us today from the Heartland team is Tama Looney, Brand Analytics and Customer Engagement Executive at Global Payments. Guests have heard a lot about what lives on the keypads and screens of ordering and payment devices, not to mention what can spread through the air. Clearly, we're all a little on edge about germs these days. What can brands do to reassure guests? Tama Looney, Heartland Account Executive, will share perspectives on today's new normal and what she's heard from the nationwide enterprise, quick serve, and fast casual brands. Tama, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Let's get started. Awesome. If you can take a quick moment to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about what you do with Heartland.
1: Absolutely. So my name is Tama Looney. I've been in the restaurant industry for about 10 years, but in the consumer insights and analytics industry for over 20. So I work for Global Payments, who is overall the company that owns Heartland and Xenial and a lot of different restaurant-based companies. And so I am in the analytics and customer engagement division, which we call ACE and so what we do is look around at what's going on in restaurant trends so that we can help our partners restaurant partners so heartland which is a predominantly a payment company we also have wonderful services like point of sale and uh, email and crm and, and different ways tools to really help the small business restaurants get up and growing uh payment processing and things like that so what happens is the team, um, me and we have a wonderful team on the ACE division, uh, we go out there, we scour restaurant industry news. We go out there, we visit restaurants. Anecdotally, we do surveys. Uh, we're always trying to keep our pulse on what's going on in the restaurant industry, and that's really my job, to look at what's going on and help with the innovation in terms of what can we bring to the point of sale, what can we bring to CRM, what can we bring to restaurant brands to really help them during this time, at, to grow
0: their business and maintain their revenue. Well, it sounds like you've been very busy lately. <laughs> um, and speaking of the last six months, I'm curious to know some of the really industry shifting changes that you've seen um, over these last six months.
1: Oh my goodness. It is a totally different industry. So I say, you know, I've been in the restaurant industry for the last 10 years, but goodness, it's, it's completely different
0: than it was
1: just six months ago. So we've seen, of course, the movement to drive through, and I mean, we've had <laughs> we've had some really shifts in just how restaurants do business. For example, Zeneo partnered with Golden Corral restaurants to put in digital menu boards in a buffet. I mean, when we're talking about business changes, we're talking about substantial shifts in how people do business. So, drive through is one of the things that we've seen a ton of uh, influx on, of course, as Brands are having to shut down their stores, and a lot of them are opting not even to reopen in the QSR space, in-store service. And then, of course, in the casual dine space, we've seen a lot of uptick in delivery, at curbside. Anything to maintain revenue during this time is important. And then from the consumer perspective, it's, it's things like contactless payment. I don't want to touch you or anything around you, so please serve me everything in a you know, a bubble and I don't want to pay and I don't want to touch your nasty keypad. So we've seen technology really emerging. And how do we make this the safest for the customer so they feel the most comfortable and they come back to you again
0: and again? I completely agree. So a lot of the things that you're describing are a socially safe restaurant. What exactly does a socially safe restaurant look like um, from your perspective?
1: I like that term. Socially safe restaurant. It really is something that is different than I think it was prior to COVID. So this whole socially safe experience is something that came up from just all of the things that people need to do in order to maintain their safety. So things like the contactless payment, things like the fact that they are not going in store, the fact that things, if they are going to go in store, you're going to have to really convince them to come in. I want to see some kind of mask on your employees i want to see the fact that there's a sanitation station i want to see everything being cleaned and wiped down Um, so i want it to be socially safe in terms of i feel comfortable and confident in going in there that you're taking the precautions necessary to keep me safe and my family safe and that i can continue to grab the food that i so desire the normalcy that i'm looking for out of a brand but I do it in a socially safe capacity. That's what I would envision it.
0: Fantastic. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about technology. I know you've seen some technologies that are evolving faster um, than ever before. Uh, And in the case of some, some technologies are coming back around again. Uh, So what can restaurants expect in terms of the biggest technological changes?
1: Well, you know what's funny is when when you talk about technology coming back around, I think of, I do Insights. For a living i do surveys and i love you know boots on the ground and anecdotal and i also love just data and the data showed us maybe 12 months ago that mobile is dying mobile is dying so i can remember even going to my leadership team we're investing in some progressive web apps and some mobile optimization and you know things and yes everything needs to be mobile optimized you need to have a some kind of website that does render of course on your phone because phone usage is up But nobody's going to download an app. And I can remember having these conversations with my leadership team and, you know, telling them this is not where the investment is. And thank God they don't always listen to me Um, because sometimes the numbers are right, but they don't know that COVID-19 is coming. And so what we've seen is this huge shift to mobile. And so, Denial, we do enterprise business for, you know, big QSR brands. uh, And we have seen such an influx in their mobile usage. So a lot of them, are, it's the only way that you are able to pay virtually. You can use online ordering through them. You can order ahead through them. You can do curbside through them. We're talking about double-digit growth uh, through those mobile channels. And now everybody wants a mobile app. So. Again, it was kind of a dying technology for a while there because people didn't want to put the space on their phone. They didn't want to have to download the app. They didn't want to have to, you know, take the time and effort to log in. Well, now with social sign-in, it's super easy to log in. And there's, again, uh, Xenial Invested, or actually Ace Global Payments Invested in a progressive web app, and those are the apps that render on your phone just like a mobile app would, so they call PWA Uh, But they look exactly like a mobile app. You can still get a lot of push notifications, but you don't have to actually download something through the App Store, so it doesn't take up as much space on your phone. Because if you're anything like me, and I'm showing this to those of you that can't see, but my screen is, like, completely filled. I'm always having to delete pictures because I'm always running out of space on my phone. These are the things that technology has really brought to the table that, yes, they were dying maybe before COVID. Uh, some things were were emerging, but they weren't emerging quickly. So if you think of contactless payment, I never used it until COVID. Like why? I can just hand you my car. You can just do it for me. Now I'm I totally tap everything. Right? I'm just a, a tap to pay, tap to pay, tap to pay. My kids are are six and seven, and they know you know my pin pad. And they are sad now because we used to go in everywhere and I'd let them, you know, type on on the pin pad and, and we don't need to do that anymore. So that really has gone in hyper speed. So people used to think contactless payment, oh, that's cool and nifty and I'm showing that I'm trendy. Now it's a must-have. This is part of the socially safe restaurant experience. I'm really going to have to have something like this so that I don't have to touch cash. I don't have to touch your nasty debit card. <laughs> like I can have this in a truthfully clean experience where I am maintaining my employees being able to be safe and maintaining the customer being able to be safe.
0: Very good. You talked a lot about apps. Uh, Those are used a ton for delivery and delivery is really hot right now. But I know restaurants are really excited to get people back on premise. Um, So from your perspective, what can restaurants do to alleviate that customer anxiety about coming back in person?
1: I think Denny's is one of the brands that has done this probably the best of Denny's is casual dine, right? They have invested also in, you know, a lot of technology getting out there um, in terms of making it a a cleaner, safer experience. And then they're telling people about it. So what, that's one of the things, first you have to think of how do I get people to come in that are safe in their homes? Maybe they're good with delivery. Now, I mean, I don't know about you, but I was never a delivery person beforehand uh, because I'm Let's say frugal is a nicer word than cheap, but I'm always like, I'll just just go pick it up. Don't worry about it. And now we do delivery all the time. We do it once a week. And that is something that I did not adopt, same as the, you know, tapping my, my card until after COVID. And so Denny's has done a good job of taking the information that they have from their consumers and making sure that they have crafted some really specific messages to tell them these are the precautions that we're taking when you come in store. And so some of those precautions may be wiping down your tables extra we have you know spaced out our dining room we have closed down some of the ways you know places that people congregate maybe it's on there if you have a kiosk in store i know taco bell has uh some in store they if they're doing ordering kiosks we're making sure that we have someone special there to wipe down the screen uh we've uh seen an uptick in a lot of things like uh, I don't know, UV items that can can actually help to clean the screens more, uh, different technologies in that. So it's not only having those, but how are you communicating those? So with the ability to gather emails and text messages and signage and things like that, just telling your customers these are the precautions that we're taking to make sure that we are safe and you are safe so that you can feel comfortable and confident coming back in and maintaining some of that normalcy that you're really looking for right now.
0: That's great. You you kind of read my mind because the next question is around sanitation. Um, I feel like you already covered that, but if there's anything additional that you want to say around sanitation, meeting technology um, to support the restaurant industry, feel free to chime
1: in. Yeah, I think one of the things has been we've seen uh, UV lights coming in. Those are things that can snap onto a point of sale. Uh, You know, it's not just customer facing. It it is difficult right now to maintain employees in the restaurant industry, right? you are putting them on the front lines of a pandemic you are putting them in the i mean the, we're sitting here with our uh, with our headsets on behind a computer and the safety of our home right you're asking them to go out um and to make minimum wage often uh times and now i know that the cares act is no longer giving them the same amount or more when they stay home so it should in theory help but you still have now a ton of competition so we're trying to get employees out there in the restaurants we're trying to incentivize them to stay with you You maintain some loyalty there Um, and then we are requiring them to do a lot more than they used to have to right so now you have to spray down everything so technology can help in the terms of let's give them the proper equipment that they need to say stay safe so maybe it's screen protectors on those kiosks that have some type of micro I don't know, I can't even say the word, but <laughs> some, some antibiotic <laughs> formula that can help to keep them clean. Uh, again, the lights on things. Um, I mean, I've even seen a, what is it, a Q-tip that people can use to punch in a keypad so that they're not having to touch it with their skin. So it's not only, uh, you know, again, it's not only the technology, and I think something will come for that, right? That's the contactless payment. Uh, but it's not only for the consumers, it's also for your employees because the restaurants are dealing with you know, trying to maintain employees um, where turnover is so high. It was already high in the restaurant industry. This has just really expounded upon that.
0: Restaurant finance, tax, and internal audit specialists are invited to a free two-day event September 30th and October 1st from 12 to 5 p.m. Eastern, Earn your CPE credits through webinars with the IRS, National Restaurant Association research and policy teams, and ethics experts. Sign up at the link in the show notes. Um, Let's talk a little bit about inventory, because I know that COVID has changed a lot of things in the inventory game. Um, How has inventory management changed? What do you see changing in the near future and in the longer term?
1: A lot of brands were caught off guard, I think, with you know the challenges i think that came with supply chains being disrupted at the beginning of covid we don't know if that's going to happen again we don't know if people are better equipped for it but when covid first hit you saw a divide right between those that invested in technology pre-covid and those that didn't and those that invested in technology pre-covid weathered the storm a lot better right maybe they had an inventory management system that tied to their digital mini boards so if they ran out of tomatoes they can swipe anything that has tomatoes on their digital mini boards on their point of sale that's what a lot of the benefit of we have a a product called rti connect which is our back office system that ties into digital mini boards and our point of sale and, and different things. That was a benefit that we were able to see and really all of a sudden it, it was kind of a flywheel effect, right? More and more people wanted to get on board with that, but technology takes time. So those that invested in delivery pre-COVID, right, they were able to already have the packaging and already have the you know, procedures in place. They weren't kind of trying to play catch up and then roll out a customer experience with half the staff and new regulations and maybe not the right in, amount of inventory and uh, things like that. So technology is one of those things that the technological divide we've really seen in COVID. Now I think everybody's understanding the importance of investing in that technology. We've seen a, a great increase in really the chief technology officer position and brands as well, right? So. This is no longer, I think somebody, uh, there's a joke, and, and please feel free to delete this if it doesn't come across right, but <laughs> there's a joke about who really was the person to um, create your techno- you know, technology stack and, um, you know, over the last five years, and they'll say, like, your CEO, your CMO, your CIO, your CTO, and everybody responds with, um, really, it was COVID-19, right? It forced it. So it's not that we don't have great people in place. It's not that we didn't have it. They probably have been talking about it, but nobody really wanted to invest in it. Now this technology divide has really um, forced people to get on board with their budgets, um, start working on things that enhance your drive-through, start working on things that enhance the ability for customers to come in to purchase quickly, to be able to get in and out uh, without having to touch anything, start in, you know investing in things like delivery and curbside and the back of house systems that make sure that if something is disruptive, that you are able to adapt quickly and show that across all of your systems. All of those things I think are just, again, going to continue to widen that gap and those that survive and those that do not um, will a lot of times be dependent on the technology that they invest in.
0: Yep. I completely agree. And I'm a firm believer that challenges breed opportunity um, so there's been a ton of change as we've discussed in the restaurant industry this year. So what are you seeing personally that you're loving about the restaurant industry? I feel like that's kind of a high note that we might be able to end on. <laughs> I love it. What are you loving right now? in the
1: restaurant industry, I mean, it was one of the hardest hit, right? So it's a hard one to say because these are our brothers and sisters out there, right? These are the, these are people that I grew up with in my career, that are the backbone of our community. So, restaurant owners are entrepreneurs. They are what really makes our community. And I, I love the innovation that has come out of this. I love the fact that I, you know, drive down my my road and I see a pop up, you know, brand new outdoor space in the middle of a in a middle of a parking lot. Right, nobody's coming. Why not put some outdoor space in here? Uh, I love the fact that you know. W- People started instituting like five lane drive throughs to make sure that they can get everything and, and they start putting people out there with iPads. I love the fact that people are figuring out we, we were able to take um, some of our technology and switch it around. Like we had a, a product called Guest List that used to really serve the casual dine space. you know, hello, thank you for coming in and I shall seat you at table four. Well, nobody's coming in and we have this product. So we used that to move it over to the QSR industry. And we were able to take that and say, you know, hey, your order's ready. Come on in. This table has been wiped down. Right. So taking innovation and, and really just tweaking it to what it needs. That's what I love. I love the fact that This industry is so diverse. This industry comes from professionals all over. You know, maybe they grew up from the dish guy, you know, all the way to the CEO, or maybe they grew up in another industry and they just love restaurants. Whatever it is, they are there to serve people and they will make money doing it, or they will figure out something else to do. So, innovation, innovation, innovation. That is one of the things. The other thing is, you know, COVID has so such negativity around it, but it's also been just different. And I think the change, the difference that it has brought, I mean, to my family, particularly we've do, we do zoom calls now. So, you know, someone asked me the other day, just, you know, what are the trends coming up for Thanksgiving, right? You're, it used to be in casual dining That was our big day. I mean, we planned it. You comped over Thanksgiving and you knew, you know, you're going to have a negative one year and positive next year, you know, and then all of a sudden, what does it look like now? Well. Goodness gracious, it looks totally different right uh, there's there's not going to be grandma's not going to fly in, you know so how is it or we're not going to fly in to see Grandma's probably more like it, but you know are we going to have zoom calls? are we going to have Thanksgiving dinner over zoom? I mean I have talked i have I'm a family of four I've talked to my brothers and my sister more now than probably in the last twenty years combined because yep, we do same here. you know right I love that it's it's just technology overall and that you know, restaurants are a daily part of our lives, and so I love the innovation that has come, I love the community that it has built, and I love the fact that we really are just changing, and I don't know that it's ever going to go back, so restaurants that are adapting, so think about all these family meals that they're putting out there now, you know, Um, and and again, things, gift cards, so like, we we are giving so much more now, Um, and I love that. One of my friends came down with, let's Let's pretend it's not COVID because I keep telling her she's got the COVID. But her whole family's sick, right? So I'm like, "Oh, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna bring her some food." And then I'm like, "No, I'm not. I'm totally not going to bring her some food. You sent I'm going send her a gift card." And so, you know, it used to be when we sent gift cards, like they would take the gift card and they would bring, you know, you, you buy the gift card and they mail it to you. Well, no, no, no. She's sick now. She needs dinner tonight. So having e-gift cards out there has been hugely important. And I actually had to go to maybe six brands. She only eats organic and her family, you know what I mean? So I knew which store she would go to, and I ended up having to go um, to a delivery partner and get their e-gift card because they're the only ones that have it. So, you know, there's still plenty of gap, and people are going to have to change um, with it. But, again, restaurant restaurateurs are, are the jam, and they're going to keep up, and they're going to do what they need to do to just really maintain revenue and show positivity toward their community and support everybody in terms of getting them fed, getting them hot food hot and cold food cold and being of service. And I I just think that even if we were to have this call probably in five months, we would have 20 new things to talk about because they're always innovating. Um, And they're forcing companies like Global Payments and Heartland and Xenial and NetSend and all of us to keep up with them and I love that. I think that's just been a phenomenal place to be right now just an infusion of technology in the space to really help each and every one of us to feel normal again with meals. And then let's see what the future looks like. Maybe there isn't so much soccer practice. You know, maybe there isn't um, all of the things that we used to think were so important. Maybe it is more a community time and a family time and a time to connect and reconnect with our siblings. And so um, those are the things that, again, I think that this change and the shift in technology has really given us the socially safe restaurant experience that is not a bad idea period we all had the flu last year and it was not fun either and i am thinking maybe this year we aren't going to get the flu because we're doing things differently and it's finally sinking in and we don't ever have to go back to that way of living anymore we have new ways that we can do things and we're smarter and we're wiser because of this and we're all going to be better off
0: even because of you know, a pandemic,
1: which is an amazing thing to be able to say.
0: Right. I completely agree. I know the pandemic has been very difficult um, for my own family, but it's also been such a blessing, um, you know, to have more time with my husband and my daughter. So there's a lot of pros that I think have come out of this as well. Absolutely. Um, For the restaurant industry as well, the innovation that we've seen um, is pretty impressive. So... That closes us out. We've covered the questions that we wanted to cover with you. Um, Is there anything additional that you want to add to the discussion? No,
1: not really. We really appreciate the partnership. We appreciate the time. We appreciate the fact that you care enough to, you know, get this information out there. I am always open and available if anybody has any questions. I don't know if I'm allowed to give my email here, but it's Tama.Looney at GlobalPay.com. I'm more than happy to you know, hear innovations that I haven't even thought of. That's how we grow, right? I'm more than happy to hear of challenges that you want to know how can we solve those. Um, So, but again, I appreciate the time and thank you so much for the opportunity.
0: Very good. Thank you, Tama, and have a wonderful day. Awesome. Sign up at the link in the show notes for the Finance, Tax, and Audit Expert Exchange. You're invited to a free two-day event, September 30th and October 1st, from 12 to 5 p.m. Eastern. Earn your CPE credits through webinars with the IRS, National Restaurant Association, research and policy teams, and ethics experts. Once again, sign up at the link in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening to Order Up, the podcast from the National Restaurant Association. Follow us on your favorite podcast player and find out more at restaurant.org podcasts. Episode produced by Dante32.